This is Corolla Digital. Everyone, hi, hello, it's me, Allison Rosen. I'm here with the one and only Lynette Corolla, and this is a special, super duper cross pollinating <laughs> for crying out loud as your new best friend episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend Can slash I, for crying out loud. So does that mean now you're gonna be you're gonna cry out loud and then I'll be your best friend? Yes. That's exactly <laughs> what it means. It's like for crying out Allison Wilson, Lynette wow. Corolla is your best friend, too. <laughs> but you if you're a For Crying Out Loud listener, you might be wondering what I'm doing in your feed, and I'm just sitting here just being all <laughs> being a feed hog. Um, and then if you're an Allison Rosen is your new best friend listener, you're wondering why there's this episode on a day when you normally don't get an episode. And I feel like it's win-win all around. Yes. So thanks to everyone for listening. If you're one of my listeners, listen to For Crying Out Loud. If you're exactly. one of Lynette's listeners, listen, listen to my Allison. show. Although I have a feeling uh, my listeners already listen to your show for some reason. I have that hint, that tingly that sense. Mm-hmm. If they need to <laughs> listen to something that's not mm-hmm. um, parenty, yes, yeah, parenty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so um, if my co-host Stephanie's out sick, Stephanie Wilder Taylor is yes. uh, out with the flu, and um, we didn't get to record last week, and she's out again this week, and I, I don't know, she got like the swine flu or some shit, Jeez. but she's down. Yeah, I saw a photo. Did you tweet the I don't know where I saw the no. photo of her wearing a mask. Wow. She yeah. put it on the Facebook. Uh, she put it on her Facebook oh. feed. Mm. Yes, and now Gary, Hi, Gary, who all the listeners know, is mm-hmm. also sick. Yep. What oh. do you have? Do you know? I don't know. Whatever Fondelier got from his girlfriend. I fucking hate him right now. Fondelier is sick too? Yeah. Has been for like Who three days. Who gets sick in this 80 degree weather? That's well, Fondelier knowingly made out with someone who was sick. Oh. And then I, you made out with Fondelier? Wait a second. Back up. Matt's got a girlfriend? Or a lady friend? Yes. <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> okay. Why? That's nice. Because that's my roommate. I'm not. This shouldn't be my have you heard to them be have sex? his fucking dirty laundry. Or... Oh, so now she's his dirty laundry. Whatever. <laughs> have you, have Stop you, assaulting Gary, me. I'm sick. Gary, I don't know what I should be Gary, saying. Gary, have you heard them have sex? Just answer that, and then we'll be done. Yes or no. <clears throat> that means yes. Okay. Icky. Um, so, Lynette, mm-hmm. let's start mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. with you. Where mm-hmm. did you grow up? Congratulations to you, oh, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. That's very exciting. Thank you. Very exciting. Um, which I want to talk to you about okay. a little bit. Yeah, yeah actually, because um, this, I went to a couple wet, potential wedding venues this weekend that I thought I was really going to like, and mm-hmm. I didn't like them. And now I uh, feel like oh, the whole thing is too much of a pain. It's daunting. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I want to. That's one of the things I want to ask you about. Okay. Um, your wedding to Adam. I actually don't know much about it. I know, you know, bits about how you guys met and mm-hmm. different parts of your relationship and stuff. And of course, I know everything I hear from working with Adam. Right. But <laughs> I feel like there's a lot about you that we don't know. Mm. So tell us. This is exciting. I've never <laughs> I've never been interviewed before. Uh, well, not really. It'll be painless. Um, and sitting here in Adam's chair. 
Um, what do you want to know? <laughs> where where, where did I grow did, up? Yeah, where'd you grow I, up? I'm from the valley, <laughs> uh, the the West Valley. Adam mm-hmm. grew up in the East Valley, North Valley. Uh, it's all the same same shithole. But <laughs> um, I grew up in Canoga Park, and then they switched it to West Hills to mm-hmm. sound better, I guess. But Canoga Park High School had a lot of gangbangers, so my dad sent me to a hippie school in Van Nuys, and um, that's where I graduated. And so there was no, uh, there was no like high school football game. It was a school run by, it started by parents and teachers. We called our teachers by their first name. There was no bells. It was very liberal, and it was great. I mean, I learned how you know kumbaya and everything, but but I didn't <laughs> was learn it public or private. Pu- public. Public. It was, a, like it was Valley Alternative Magnet. It's a magnet school, mm-hmm. but not the kind of magnet school that's around now. I think it's a little different. It just everybody was bussed in from every. So there was a lot of there's a lot of blacks and Hispanics, and I, I uh, that's how I learned to rap and beatbox. I and, did not know that you can rap and yeah. beatbox. <laughs> yeah, and and dance, and that's where I got my rhythm. So <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, this is reminding me. Mm -hmm. Adam says that you're really good at doing impressions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who do you do? I don't know. I just pick them up as we go along. Like, I picked up on Dr. Bruce's. She does very mean Adam. Well, I could, but yeah, I can do Adam. It'll come natural in in a little bit. But, (laughs) like, Bruce, for instance, Uh in. I picked up on the, you know, very, very, we have a heroin problem in America right now. And I so every time he was at our house or something, he, you know, he'd say very, and then I'd repeat it, and Adam would laugh. And that's where that came from. And I don't know who else I could, I, uh, I was, oh, I can do a good, um, uh, what's my favorite show, Gary? Uh, Gary, what's the show you just guys introduced me Breaking to? Breaking Bad? Yes. What's his name? Mr. I haven't been oh, watching Jesse. it. You Jessie. can do it. She can do a pretty good Jesse. That's that's true. Yeah. Let's hear it. Um, oh shit. <laughs> hey yo, Mr. White. <laughs> you want to cook, bitch? <laughs> I can't do that. That's go. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, thank you. I'm very impressed. Yeah. So okay. So you went to a hippie school. It sounds mm-hmm. like it was a good, you enjoy. You liked it though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had a good. I had a good childhood. I had you know parents. Italian parents. My parents were from Italy. My mom came late into the country mm-hmm. in her late, early 20s. And so she spoke with broken English my whole life. And my dad um, was, he was born, he was born in Italy, but grew up in, in America, in Cleveland, Ohio. And, um, and uh, they were together, but they hated each other. And, uh, and my mom taught black, she was a Third degree black belt and five martial arts. Wow. Yeah. And so my whole life, she was always teaching self defense. And my dad was pushing me to go take the class because I was, my dad was, uh, one of, he's one of these paranoid NRA dudes, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, you, if, if somebody's shooting at you, ser- serpentine, serpentine, or, you know. What if, does that mean? It means like, <laughs> yeah, you zigzag away you oh, when you're smart. running away and how to well, get. No, my, da- my dad's always like, if someone's trying to attack you, fake a heart attack and drop dead because they're not going <laughs> to wait around. And I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go serpentine instead. Serpentine, yeah. That's better. Yeah. So uh, my dad would, you know, he was paranoid. I wasn't allowed to go. My parents were strict. I couldn't go to anybody's houses to spend the night. I couldn't really go out past, you know, you know, 5 o'clock or 8 o'clock. It was, and then as I got older um, into my, you know, high school age, then I started kind of rebelling a little bit. And- was I, I want to ask about that, but the um, not allowing you to spend the night at people's houses and, and the curfew and all that, was it – 
fear of the outside world or was it fear of you? Like, what were they afraid of? They didn't. First of all, my parents didn't have any friends. So they didn't socialize, and they didn't really have a good sense of what was really going on out in the world. Is that be- for do you some feel like reason that was an, uh, because they were immigrants and didn't kind, fit in? Or? Yeah, because they were all their family was back east, mm-hmm. and so they were very close. They all their they're just close with family members only, and then they came. They moved. I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, and but we moved here when I was seven to to uh, the valley. And um, so I grew up in the Valley. But that so everybody else, they left back home. My Mm -hmm. dad wanted to work in the entertainment industry. So he pushed me into acting and he pushed me into (laughs) self-defense. And (laughs) what did he do? um, My dad dad was an advertising executive and he worked at Channel 9 for um, and KTTV, Channel Mm -hmm. 11, Metro Media, all that. But um, so they did that kind of they were they were just over. Protective. They just they were worried that you know I couldn't go to a friend's house that had a Doberman dog. I couldn't <laughs> go over there because the dog was going to attack. It's just it's a little paranoid. I yeah. think it was my dad more than my mom. But um, my mom was just she was crazy though. My mom was mm-hmm. crazy. I'm sure you've heard, but I have, but um, only a few stories. She, like you embar- kind of- embarrassed the shit out of me. <clears throat> kind of she would. Uh, well, she would. That's another good impression you do. The, the my fans mom? really like your mom. All right, I'll do her in a second. <laughs> Well, yeah, she would uh, call my call my friends' houses when I was over there and say uh, my my friends never wanted to pick up the phones before a caller ID, obviously, and they're like, "Uh oh, it's Helen Paradise is calling. <laughs> Helen Paradise, I'm not answering it because she was she she was always happy, but she was she had a temper and mm-hmm. she could be aggressive and she didn't take no for an answer, and so she'd call and she'd say, "Let me talk up to Lynette." <laughs> and they'd be like, hi, Helen, she's not here. Oh, don't lie to me. Put her on the phone right now. Let me talk to Lynette, you know. <laughs> and they're like, honestly, she's not. I was not the born of yesterday. Put her on the phone. <laughs> and she she didn't, she was just uh, scary. And she mm-hmm. came, she would come to my friend's house down the street and she would pull me out by my hair Jeez. and get home right now. And she would dig her nails. She was, she was abusive, not I don't know. She was just ag- aggressive. She would, you know, grab me by my arms, dig her nails. Into was my that arm. when you had? Dis, had you disobeyed her or was that just she was picking you up? I think I was being a little smart ass or something. She must uh, – yeah, it was a little – I would – no, I would argue with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not – I don't want to come home right now. I wasn't – you know, I wasn't that scared of her. So I, I you know, stood right. up to her and she would get mad and then she'd have to come over and pull me by my hair. And it was embarrassing and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but I always knew – I always knew that there was something wrong with – that she had – some kind of something was mm-hmm. off with her. She was very eccentric. She w- wore short shorts and, you know, when she was 75 years old. <laughs> and she had a nice body and everything. But uh, she it was just – there was something wrong. There was something off. And my dad was normal and mm-hmm. laid back and nice. And so I had my dad. My dad was around. So that's why I think I, I, I grew up okay. I don't think I'm that fucked up. <laughs> Did you ever – uh, talk to your dad about your mom. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, what, and my what dad was the consensus. <laughs> she's crazy. Uh, he they didn't they didn't like each other. They I have brothers that are ten and eight years older than me. And oh wow! When they all, were, all all from the same the parents. same family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they grew grew up, they were more they were in, in Cleveland, and so they grew up with the family, and that and they had a really nice childhood. Then when we moved here, they were in their teens, and they were off on their own. And I was still at home and with these two that hated each other and they were fighting all the time. And and, um, and so it was a stressful environment when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's – so, yeah, my dad, my dad just – he said, he stayed until I 
until I basically was old enough. Until I was, I stayed home until I was twenty one. I didn't move out until I was twenty one, mm-hmm. and he stayed until pretty much until I was, you know, in my twenty when I turned twenty. He's like, now I got to go. Bye. You're on your own. And, and where did he it. go? He bought a house uh, out in Santa Clarita, and mm-hmm. there, he's still there, and that's where he is. <laughs> was it hard for you at that point when they split? No, I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't blame him. I said, "Go, yeah, be yeah. happy." You know, just you know. And my mom, though, she took it hard. She was upset, and she didn't want him to move out, even though she hated him and they didn't like each other. But she didn't want him. <clears throat> she didn't want a divorce. She didn't want him to leave. She didn't want to be alone. Now she has to take care of the house. Now she, you know, and so then I had to take care of her. Mm-hmm. That was my job, and then I started pay, help her pay her bills, taking care of her, and uh, checking up on her, and all that kind of stuff. How did do you feel about that? It, I, <clears throat> I hated it because <laughs> my two brothers. Well, one brother has schizophrenia, mm-hmm. and he was living on his own. And then my other brother just was having a family. He was married and just got married and had kids. And he was checked out. <clears throat> so it was just left on me to take care of her. And it was it was very hard. It was very hard. And then um, and then and then, of course, and then I met Adam and then Adam has money, which was not he was making a living. And so he was helping me help her. You know, this is very early on. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I've been <clears throat> was thinking about it. I've been with Adam for 18 years. We've been together. Wow. I know. So, um, yeah, so early on, and, and then, um, she, then she just died, and that was it. <laughs> when my kids were nine months old. So she got to see my kids. It, it, she went in a very nice, I'm very, um, I feel good about how she died because she was 75 years old. She was losing it really bad for mm-hmm. the last few years mentally. I mean, she was seeing Jesus on the walls and stuff like that. I mean, she was going. And so was she schizophrenic at that point? I think that she had the schizophrenic day. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that she passed it on to my brother. Yeah. Which worries me because, you know, it's it's genetic. So, I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, with your brother, is he still living on his own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lives... Um, with my other brother, my other brother built is an engineer. They're both civil engineers. My one brother that's schizophrenic is the, like a beautiful mind mm-hmm. kind of schizophrenic. It's just math problems calm the voices down in his head, and there's math equations all over his room. And he doesn't hear. He doesn't. Uh, he's not a paranoid, so he doesn't think people are after him. Uh-huh. He's just a. He just hears um, auditory hallucinations and um and he's on medication and he's he knows and he takes his medication and and he loves he so my brother built a house my other brother built a house and a guest house for him and he lives in the guest house and they have horse they're on horse property and he has the horses and stuff so it all ended up very nice (laughs) yeah and my mom passed away in a very nice you know she laid down to take a nap and then she never woke up and you know she must have had a heart attack or something and that was that and what was it like growing up with a brother with schizophrenia? That was bad. That was another, yeah. What age did it start coming out? Um, I I was like, uh, he, he it started, he skipped his last year of high school and went straight to college. Mm-hmm. And he's he the one who's eight or 10 years older. Eight years older. And so he was, he was doing all, he was, so that's when it started kicking in. And that's when schizophrenia kicks in like and you're early. Yeah, 20s, right? Yes. And um, so his hair started growing out and st- he started, was unkept and unshaven. He wasn't taking a shower. He was wearing sunglasses in the house. He was very, you know, hidden in a his room. Addict. Yeah. And my no, dad. No signs before that? No, no. Mm-hmm. He was very jovial. When he was a kid, he was like very outgoing and very nice and a sweet kid. And then 
it's like his personality just started changing within kind of rapidly. And then um, my parents, we didn't know what was going on. My parents kind of thought he was on drugs or something. And then he would wake up in the middle of the night with nightmares and come running into my bedroom screaming. And uh, that I, was the most terrifying thing I, as a child that, that ever – I mean that always I, – I think about that from time to time. It's like it was – when you're sleeping and you're mm-hmm. a 10-year-old and somebody comes screaming into your bedroom, like, uh, you know, and then yeah. and then my dad wakes up and my dad's mad and because he, he doesn't know what's going on with him and he thinks maybe he's faking it. And so they start arguing in my bed and it's like, oh, my <sighs> God, it was awful. And then we found – and then we figured it out and um, got him help and, and that was that. But, yeah, and living with – he would – yeah, he would be in the dark, sitting in the dark mm-hmm. and uh, um, in a room. And I was home alone with him a lot. And um, I wasn't afraid of him at all, but uh, th- at night is when I would get. I was afraid of the night. I yeah. was worried that he would, that I was gonna, that was gonna happen, you know. But then, um, well, maybe I was old. I can't remember how old I was. We could do the math, but uh, he sucked all the math gene right out of me. I can't <laughs> do math at all. It's very bad. Um, but yeah, so it, but everything has worked out just fine. He's happy. Are you close with your brothers now? Uh Kinda. <laughs> my other brother, uh, yeah, I'm okay with him. He's my ten. The brother that's ten years older married a woman that I became and had three kids with, and was married for ten years and raised a family with. And I, she became like my big sister, and I got very close with her. And then they got a divorce, and but I was closer to her than him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I stayed that way, and he got mad and resentful, and he couldn't understand. And I put her in my wedding party and all that. And he was he was with his new wife, and the new wife was pissed off that she was take you know in my wedding party. And he yeah. was, so there was all that for a while. But now everything's fine and and dandy. But uh, I'm closer to his ex wife than I am to him. And my brother with schizophrenia, I I talk to him every other week. I check in on him, but he's he's fine. He's happy. Now mm-hmm. yeah. I think. That's really sweet that, just going back to something you said before, that um, Adam was a source of, of strength or support mm-hmm. for you during all that time. Because I think that some people might not realize that that's mm-hmm. how Adam would be. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I f- it was when actually when I first met Adam is when my mom started going cuckoo. And my mom, she would be, I guess she was manic. But she was manic, not depressive, but manic uh uh, the opposite of depression, but she was just an upper manic. Kind of. Manic. <laughs> yes, there you go. Manic. I don't know what manic the actual manic. word is, but Manic-y. yeah. Um, and so whatever. And my mom is the uh, she, now. Keep in mind, she's an old school Italian, so she reveres the, her firstborn son, and she loves men mm. more, more than women. She hated all my girlfriends, but if I had a guy friend that she liked, she really liked. He was smart. She liked him. Um, so when Adam came along, she loved. Adam and she would call me and yell at me like, "What would you make for dinner for him?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you better go cook for him. Well, go. What are you gonna make? What do you co- would go cook him dinner? What's going on? And then if I ha- if I was going to Vegas with the girls, she would have a fit. She was, "What are you doing? Going to Vegas with the girls? No, 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 no. You don't do that. <laughs> you stay home with your boyfriend or your whatever." And so, uh, so really traditional. Yes, very traditional. <laughs> yeah, and and so. So when I first met, that was then. So then she started getting a little sick and stuff like that. And I, Adams told the story before about how she was hauled away, and the police had to come, and she kicked the the officer, and there she's kicking and screaming. But Adam was like, whatever, you know. I was so stressed out, and I she had shitty insurance, and she was going to the shitty, you know, state uh, the hospital, like that, you know, for drug addicts and stuff, mm-hmm. not. 
she wasn't being taken care of in good facilities, and it was uh, stressful for me because I wanted her to get on medication, but she didn't want to get on medication. And Adam was like, we'll do whatever. Don't worry. We'll do whatever it takes to, to you know, make sure she's okay. And he was like that the whole time, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he's That's how Adam is, yeah. He's... He's a good he's a good guy. Yeah. Now, do you attribute that to his love of you or just that he's like the guy who will do the right thing or I think like, it's what a is, little, what is that it's a little him? bit of both, I think. Um if it was Ray, um I don't think he would have been so generous <laughs> because he feels that Ray needs to get his shit together. Mm-hmm. It's it's the situation kind of thing. If he loves you and but then there he had another friend recently that Fell off the wagon and is married, has kids, and had to go, you know, he was missing because he was doing drugs during Christmas time, which was like last year. And he helped him immediately, like the friends called. And, you know, he – so it just depends on the situation, I mm-hmm. think. Adam, he's fair is what he is. If he's fair and he thinks you deserve it, he'll more than – won't even think twice and to help a person. Wouldn't, wouldn't even think twice. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you feel like Adam is misunderstood? Like, are there things you wish you yes. could tell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What in mm-hmm. what way? Yeah. Um, or what do you wish you could tell people about him? I well, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I listen every day. You're very good, Allison. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know, Adam says a lot of mean things and a lot of and and it's you know misinterpreted out there. People think that he's racist or you know uh, he's misogynist and he's not and it drives me nuts and everything is always taken out of context if you listen to the show I mean when he when he had Gavin Newsom on people were you know calling him a racist and all that and it's like did you listen you have to listen to the show but I guess if you listen to the show maybe some people do interpret it as uh, racism but Adam's not—he's—he's he's not racist at all. He's not like—he's not like that. And people think that, you know, mm-hmm. like the, and like the gays and stuff. He's all for gay marriage. He's all, you know. But he's sick of hearing about, you yeah. know. He's—he just feels that he's speaking his truth. I don't know if it is the truth, but he speaks his truth, and and uh, he's not afraid of the um, repercussions and. Um, but I don't like it. I, do, I don't. I don't. What What don't you like? I don't like um, when people, you know, like on Twitter. So I sometimes I don't really pay attention that much. But um, but if there was a show like the Gavin Newsom show, mm. I will go and I'll look at his twi- Twitter feed or look at people's blogs and see what they're saying about him. And that that bothers me. And I'm sure it would bother anybody, any mm-hmm. wife of somebody like that. But um, does it bother? It, does it bother you more than it bothers him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 I have to tell him sometimes, like, like when he was doing this morning radio show, he called Roseanne Barr like a hack or something. You know, you know she's a hack. Um, but Roseanne, he's met Roseanne and she likes him. And he came home from work that day and I said, Adam, you know, Roseanne's a nice person. She likes you. You met her, you know. And he's like, well, I, I, there's nothing. It's not personal. I'm just talking about her comedy and her ride. She's a hey, whatever. And it's, you know, and I said, Adam, you know, you have to listen. Now you have a morning radio show in Los Angeles where there, this is the television and entertainment movie. This is the industry town. You know, the people are in the industry are going to be listening you know, maybe you watch what you say a little bit. And now he doesn't care. He mm. just doesn't care. So, and but then I also admire that yeah. in him. Um, you know, I wish you know, I wish I could be like. Oh, I don't know if I wish I could be like that, but um, in certain ways, I you know, I I, I admire it. But 
I mean, for better or for worse, I think it is part of what people love about him. Mm-hmm. You can sense that that he's not he's not uh, he's not altering what he thinks or what he wants to say right. to appease anyone. Right. He would. So. He never. But see, here's the thing: Adam doesn't do that in any type of situation. No matter what, I also <laughs> drives me nuts with Adam is if we're. You know, meeting somebody new and we're sitting and talking and then somebody that somebody new makes a joke. You know, you do a courtesy laugh. Yeah. Adam doesn't give a courtesy <laughs> laugh because he doesn't think it's funny. And it's like, come on. It's until you're feeling uncomfortable. Now, I don't know if that's Asperger or what the fuck that is, but it's like it's a little uncomfortable, you know, mm-hmm. and my friends come over and it's like, Adam, say hi. You know, look, look him in the eye and say hello. It's either he doesn't talk at all or he talks their ear off <laughs> and then he leaves as soon as they pipe up and he's like, all right, I'm going to go drink my red wine, you know. Um, but uh, – yeah, what were we talking about? But, All um, of that? Yeah. That's, do you, do mm-hmm. you think – this is going to sound like I'm almost making uh, potentially an insulting no, assessment, which I'm not. No, go ahead. You insult him you <laughs> No, I'm wondering how do you think your upbringing mm-hmm. uh, made you drawn to Adam or vice versa? I, I mean, can tell you because okay. my therapist told me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um. Well, I I was had a, a mother that was very um, uh, domineering and uh, and pushy and aggressive and 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 unpredictable, and I never knew what was you know uh, kind of where she was going to be coming from when I came home. Was she going to be in a ma- bad mood or a good mood? So I I'm, I developed skills to kind of deal with sort of a hard kind of personality. Mm-hmm. She could probably explain it better than I can. But that kind of not saying that Adam's like my mom, but right. Um, skills to deal with that skills, unpredictable, yeah, mercurial yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah. Because you know, Adam and I, we get along really well for the most part. But then there's sometimes where he becomes the asshole, Adam, and <laughs> kicks in, and then it's like, you know, and it's like, well, why are you know? And I, I you know, I, I don't know. It's it's you know the coffee cup and the mug in the sink. It's like, come on, really, you know. But that's Adam, and. You know, I chose to to deal with it, to be in a relationship with somebody like that. So I think that that's why or that's how. Um, and he kind of reminds – my girlfriend said this too. He kind of reminds me of my dad too a little bit. In what A way? little bit. Well, I can't describe. Um, protective um, safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't describe it, but I'm saying words that kind of – that they're – both alike in a Maybe lot of ways. Maybe it's a similar feeling, a sim- yeah. similar safe yeah. feeling. Yeah. yeah, But just, I'm not sure I understood mm-hmm. exactly what you're saying. The You have skills to deal with someone who's kind of, you don't know what direction they're going to be coming right. from. Are you saying that that is, ha- is how Adam is? No, no. It's not how Adam is, but it is, but Adam is a very strong personality. He has a very yeah. strong presence, no matter what. And um, I have the skills to deal with somebody like that, mm-hmm. basically. It's, that's that in a nutshell. And she, you know, explained it to me and we've talked about it and all that. But in the nutshell, that's that's how it is. And so he's not that like I said, he's not like my mom, but he's a strong my mom was a very strong presence. She was, you know, um and you knew when she was in a room, everybody knew, you know, my friends would call her Helen Paradise is calling, don't answer the phone. You know. <laughs> she's just a very, you know, personality. And mm-hmm. so and I'm not. I'm not like that. So I don't know. Maybe it's opposites attract or something. And how did having a mom like that affect your relationships with women? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, my mom was very, she didn't like, um, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. She didn't like my friends that were not attractive. And she wanted me to only be hang out with the attractive girlfriends. So if I had a girlfriend that was cute and blonde, she she would love love that little that girl. You know, Amy. She could come over anytime. I like that Amy. And then it's like your mom wanted you to hang out with juggies. Yeah, my mom would have loved the juggies. Yes, <laughs> she likes that. She likes to you know look good. You know what's very eerie and creepy is Natalia reminds me a lot of my mom. She's a lot like my mom, and she's a lot like Adam's grandma. Which is also named Helen. Her she, her name was Helen too. Uh-huh. She was a ball buster. You've heard about her a million times. Those those pers- that's Natalia. In a, you know, and it's, in what way? Uh, for, for anyone who doesn't know Natalia, you have she's two six year old twins. Yes, a girl and a boy. And yeah, Natalia's the girl. Right. They're Adam's kids too. So, yes. <laughs> so she Natalia is very you know uh, she knows what she wants and she's going to get what she wants. I mean she was with Gary one day and Gary took her and LB Stephanie's daughter to go get hot chocolate and she didn't want any milk in it and so Gary had to go back and get another hot chocolate without the milk. I mean she just she want what she wants and my mm-hmm. mom was the same way. My mom would give she wanted something at the store wanted to Adam exchange is it. The same way. Adam is the same way too. Mm-hmm. My mom was doing it. Yeah, very good, Allison. My mom was doing it in a in a kooky, weird, embarrassing way. Mm-hmm. Where she was returning something, and the lady would say, "No, ma'am, that's non-returnable." She would want to talk to the manager and make a big fuss. Yeah. But Adam is that way, like in other in a different way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, in the way you know. Yeah. So, um, but my daughter. Here, here's what I was gonna say. My daughter, which is creepy. She, uh, when she was little, when she was like three years old and four years old, and I would have my hair in a ponytail, she would pull my the the rubber band out of my hair and want my hair down. And if I put it in a ponytail, she'd go, mm-hmm. this was before she could talk. And then when she was three and then she was four, she would, mommy, take your hair down. Mommy, take your hair down. Mommy, take, she's always, that was my she's mom. trying to do a makeover on you. Mm-hmm. That was my mom because my mom was into looks. <laughs> she liked the pretty, you know, girls uh-huh. that I hung out. And so if I didn't have makeup on or I didn't, and I'm not a makeup person or if I dressed schlubby mm-hmm. she didn't like it and she didn't like when I put my hair in a ponytail and th- she would always tell me take my hair down out of the ponytail That's which so is funny. very strange yeah now what was that about with your mom like, what, would, what would she say she would uh, she she just said Lynette it's the same it goes back to the same as cook Adam dinner you know mm-hmm. it, she's just old school traditional the 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 girl but even as a kid you know Put together. Don't you don't look like a slob. You need to be put together. You need to look nice. You need to you know presentable and blah blah blah. And also, we moved to California, and they were putting me in. You know, taking me to auditions and stuff like that. Oh right. And so there was all that. Was that their idea? Yeah, it was all their idea. I did not like that at all. What the, I'm remembering, mm-hmm. I've seen a photo, a headshot. Mm-hmm. You're from when you were a kid. It's right. so cute. It's hanging in, in uh, the bar. In, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you do a lot of acting? No, because I, you know, you could tell on the auditions. I couldn't, I didn't want to do it. And so I didn't have it in me when we'd go on auditions. And at the time, it was all looking for the all-American looking kid. And mm-hmm. I did not, I had the afro. I didn't, <laughs> but I did do stuff. I mean, I, I uh, was Ronald Reagan's daughter when he was running for president in an ad. Oh, wow. Yeah, he put his arm around me and he talked about my future. <laughs> and I have it on tape. And then, uh. Um, I was Johnny Carson. I was in a, I was a Mikey Carson art player, and um, I did some voiceover and stuff like that, but nothing exciting. When did you stop doing it? <laughs> when I, when I could drive, when I turned sixteen, because then 
I started driving myself to auditions, and mm-hmm. then I stopped and went, what am I doing? I don't want to do this. And then I said, I'm not doing this anymore, and that was that. And they were fine with that? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, they want you showing up in a bathing suit on the beach for a Pepsi commercial and a bikini and all that. And I, I, that's not me, and I, st- I was done. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is not for me. So that's, uh, that's what happened yeah. with that. Having that emphasis on how your friends looked and how you looked, did – did that? How did that affect you? Like, did that make you? Uh... Um, this is interesting. I've never been interviewed like this. Uh, uh, with my that pressure from my parents, you mean? Yeah. Like, did it make you feel like maybe you? No, it didn't. It didn't do I'm... anything. Okay. No, because my mom was nuts, and I just kind of took it with a you know grain of salt, and just kept you know. Pam, my one of my best friends, was overweight. And she just would say she's lazy, mm-hmm. you know, and I would argue with her and, you know, and but there was no changing her, you know, this, again, sounds like somebody we know. There's no changing her outlook. She labeled Pam lazy. Right. And that was that. And she wasn't. But because she was overweight, you know, does um, what kind of feedback like does Adam care how you put yourself together? And no. I should say that you you're always like very beautiful every time Thank I see you. you. But Thank yeah, because like I'll go days where I pretty much just wear mm-hmm. sweatpants and I don't put on makeup unless I have to go out. And my boyfriend, as far as I'm as far as I know, he thinks I'm beautiful no matter what. Mm-hmm. Although how could anyone truly you know? Because obviously one looks more put together. But I think in a way I almost feel too comfortable. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. You don't want you don't want somebody oh, no, that I cares. D- yeah, yeah. I don't, but no, no. Yeah, I'm the same way. I wear I wear the same thing two, three days in a row. I don't wash my hair for a couple days. Uh, I take a shower every day, but you know Adam's Adam. Um he doesn't care. He doesn't mm-hmm. think twice about that kind of stuff. In fact, he goes the opposite. Like um I my hair started turning gray after the kids and I wanted to get my hair highlighted. No, 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 no. My whole relationship with that, I always wanted to get highlights. And I would do it every now and then. And he was right. It would turn orange and then I'd have to go and change it back. Mm-hmm. And he would say, stop monkeying with your hair. Your hair is beautiful. Leave it alone, you know. Oh. And all that kind of stuff, you know. I want to get lip injections. No, 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 no. You don't need to do that. You don't need to. I'm confusing Adam with my mom. Um Doing her accent. But, uh, yeah, he was – no, he didn't mm-hmm. care. He doesn't care. No. I mean, he's he's complimentary when I'm dressed up and stuff. He says, I look nice. It, you know, we're very relaxed that way. I don't care. I think Adam's cute when he wears his Adidas pants and his flip-flops. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to – oh, yeah. Uh, do you – what's your reaction to hearing him talk about you on the podcast? Well, hmm. Um, I like it when he says nice things, and I don't like it when he says – he says – well, there's – no, I get mad. I do. I get mad at a lot of stuff that he says, and he hasn't done it in a while, like the coffee cup. You remember that? The, yeah. The, yeah. I left a little spittle in the coffee cup. I don't rinse it out at the sink, and he gets pissed off. The keys by the door. Put the keys by the door. Put the key – you know. And then when he goes on the air and he complains about it, it gets – it upsets me. And um, uh, he comes home, and I – and I'll – you know, he'll know when I'm mad. He, what? What? What's the matter? What are you listening? You listen to the show? What is that? <laughs> you know, and uh, some most of the time he'll, you know, he doesn't apologize. But then there's some times where he'll say, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't have said anything. I won't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, and a lot of times early on and it was worse early when we were dating because we dated for a long time, like seven years. And 
you know, girls would come in and flash him his boob. That, that's the kind of stuff that bothered me, and he felt really bad about it. And he would say, oh, mama, that's just radio talk. That's just radio talk. Oh, you mean on the show they would do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because it's not like you can hear the breasts. I know. He'd say, show us a winger. Come on. <laughs> and on Love Line and stuff like that. And it... You know, he could have been married to a Hooters girl right now because he met a Hooters girl the same week he met me. And it was like the Acoustic Christmas, K-Rock Acoustic Christmas. And Ricky Rackman was telling uh-huh. him to take the Hooter, Hooters girl, you know, because Ricky didn't meet me. He's like, take that Hooters girl, you know, she's hot, blah, 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 and to Acoustic Christmas. And he immediately after the show, he because I, I was listening to the show, he called me and he said, I don't know if you were listening to the show or not, but uh, I'm going to be taking you if you want to go. I'm not oh, taking the owner's my girl. God. <laughs> Something's happening inside yeah, me. Yeah, it was so very sweet. sweet. Yeah, I know. It was very sweet. <laughs> yeah. How long did uh, you? That's the nice Adam. <laughs> Gary, why aren't you melting? <laughs> I know these stories. Sorry. <laughs> You don't know that story, the Hooter Girl story. Do I don't you? know the Hooter Girl story, but I think you know you... the side of Adam. Yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's very sweet. It is sweet. I wish he was like that still. No. <laughs> he uh, he's definitely hard. He's uh, he was he was sweeter back then, and he's definitely gotten harder as life. Yeah, but has every gone time, on. every now and then, when he thinks people aren't looking, when it's like just us, and mm-hmm. like he'll he'll step into the engineering room sometimes. Especially when it was in the old studio where you couldn't see and listen to you guys on For Crying Out Loud, mm-hmm. like when the kids are on there. Mm-hmm. And he gets this smile on his mm-hmm. face like a 16-year-old yeah. girl. I mean, it's really – right. yeah. Yeah, he, he, he definitely loves yeah, you guys. He'll, oh, get, yeah. he'll get misty in the studio oh, every yeah. now and again. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely – he still has it in him. But, yeah, that night, he, he used to make, make me dinner and stuff like that. He what would he say, make? Come over. I'm going to make you some vittles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be banging some pots and pans for you, Mama. Come over. Oh, you know? what would he make? Uh, he made linguine and clams a lot with uh, broccoli, with with like broccoli, and you know, um, I just remember that, and that's about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture of him actually making that, but um, yeah, he's he's a very sweet guy, and so that's uh, yeah, that's why I get upset. When, mm-hmm. But you know, that's part of it. Yeah, it's part of the business. All right, so let's talk. The wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, I don't think I – I don't know if I know the proposal story either. No. Have you talked – have you said the proposal story? Oh, for me? Oh, talking yeah, about yours. Yeah. Oh, mine? Oh, yeah. I know mine. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He – well, he proposed – no. He proposed once and didn't mean it, and then we broke up. So – How did you know he didn't mean it? Because I was pushing him to get married. We got to get married. It was, it was the year of the man show, and they okay. were on vacation with the Juggies, and I was just – you know, I was getting, you know – and how long Fancy. have you guys been together at this point? Like six, no, like four years. Mm-hmm. And and even Jimmy was like, "Come on, it's time for you to you know shit or get off the pot." And everybody was pushing him, and so he went and got a Jimmy's ex wife wife at the time went with him ring shopping and got an antique ring, which I still wear to this day, actually. But I replaced it with a Bloomingdale ring. But um. And bought a ring, and then he one night had it in his pocket, and uh, we were watching The Sopranos or something, and he said, um, oh, he had a box. It was in a box, a ring box, but it didn't look. It was like an antique ring box. Mm -hmm. It looked weird. And he said, and he threw it. He kind of tossed it at me. It was in his robe. He was in his robe, and he (laughs) tossed it. He goes, and uh, he goes, he was laughing, and he, and I, what are you laughing? What is this? And then I was like, smelled it. <laughs> you know, what is this, weed? I thought, it, and he goes, and he started laughing and he goes, now open it. And I opened it and it was the ring. And I went, oh, oh my gosh. And and then uh, 
Yeah, and then he just, he didn't say, well, you're marrying me. He just was laughing and he was smiling and he kissed me. And then he said, yeah, mama, well, let's get married. It's time. It's time. Let's get married. And then like a month later, we broke up. Drew, you know, had a heart to heart with him and said, if you're not ready, you got to cut Lynette loose. You can't, you know, string her around along. And it was, oh my God, it was so heartbreaking when we broke Did up. Did you know that he wasn't ready? No, I, I kind of felt it. I felt it. I knew mm-hmm. it. I knew it, but I didn't want to know it. Right. You know, I knew it. And, um, and. How did he tell you? Oh, it was horrible. Oh, my God. It was. No, he did it. I was coming. I came home from work and I went to. We were living in the house together. And uh, uh, I was. I know Van Halen was playing on the radio. I ain't talking about love. And I went. I walked up to the stairs. I had a normal day coming home from work. Open, went to open the door, and he, he was standing at the door, and he, he like, like as if he had bad news to say, mm-hmm. and he was kind of had that look. And you know when you see Adam and he gets upset and he starts yeah. crying and he gets quiet? He was doing that. And I said, what's the matter? What's the matter? And he goes, I can't get married. I'm sorry. And he just started crying, oh. and then I was crying. I was laying on the floor crying. What am I going to do? I have no place to live. I never lived by myself before. Um which is another reason why I was pushing him. My roommate moved out and got married, and I didn't, you know, so I moved in with him because it made sense. Right. And uh, he's, and then I said, well, are we going to stay together? He said, no, I don't think we should. I think that we should, you know. He wanted to feel what life was like as a celebrity. It was his first year in the man show and blah, blah, blah. But I was just depressed and crying and upset for days. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. Ugh, it was awful. And he helped me. Uh, move into the Oakwoods, mm-hmm. which was corporate housing, and then um, he helped me buy, a, you know, put a down payment for a condo, and then I made the payments. It was my, you know, my place, and it was my very first. And then I loved it. Oh, then I was happy. <laughs> I was living by myself, and people were setting me up on dates, but I was still heartbroken. How long were you? How long were you guys apart? Nine months, mm-hmm. I think. And then were you mad at him? I was mad at him, but he would always like at least once a month. He would just call. How you mm-hmm. doing? Everything good? And you check, you know. And then I found out he was he dated like his co-host on Love Line, the model that was you know co-hosting at the time. And I was oh god. Oh, I went over there to pick up my mail, and she was there. And uh, was it? it was it was a week later after we broke up. And oh my god, I got so upset. I said all over again. Like I right. just thought he couldn't get married. Now there's a now he's on a date. Yeah. He's drinking wine in his living room with this. Oh wait, who was this? Person? It was um, Catherine McCormick. She's bl- she's a blonde. Well, she was his co-host on Loveline, mm-hmm. just for not Diane Farr, who I love. She was just this blonde, modely girl, and I'm glad he did. Now I'm looking back, I'm just like, thank God he did, you know. And then he started coming around again, you know. And then he on one Friday night he said, Let, "How about I go get some takeout and I'll come over and we'll watch Boy Meets World." And I said, "Okay," and that was it. Then we dated again for another four years, and I didn't bring up marriage. I was like, I brought it up in the beginning when we started. So, what are we doing? Are we dating again? He mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, it feels right. It feels good." And I said, "Okay, what are we going to get married?" And he goes, "I don't, I think so, but let's just enjoy." And I said, "All right." And at that time, I felt the same way. I said, mm-hmm. just "Fuck it, let's just enjoy." I like my house. I like my condo. I had a good job. I was fine, you know. So we just dated for four months, and then when the man show ended, that's when we just said, "Let's get married," and then we got married. Yeah. And wait, did you say that was four months? No, after? like four years. Four years yeah. after. Like okay. the, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then was there another proposal at that point? No, or was it just like a decision. No, it was uh-huh. like the man show was, and it was like all in the same sentence, you know. Like March, it's ending. So why don't you know? 
we can get married this summer. And I, I said, okay, all right. <laughs> and I didn't move into his house at all. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, we used to, to, to the night of the wedding, I still had my condo and I still lived there. And and then we even said, like, I'll bet I just keep my condo and we're married and I'll live there and you live here. And he liked that idea. But it didn't that, that never never <laughs> it didn't even cross our mind the day after the wedding, which was so weird. Or at least my mind didn't. It was like, OK, now I'm his wife. I, I'm going to live there. Yeah. And then that's when, you know, water the pots, you know, <laughs> put the keys by it. Then he started, you know, getting hard. You know. Oh, was he not particular mm. before then? No, he was. He was, but I never lived with a guy before, and he, you know, and and so he expected a certain thing, you know, make the coffee in the morning because I'm getting up to go to work, and I wasn't doing that. And he was like, you know, he'd get mad. Well, yeah, make the coffee. So that I never that side of him, I didn't really see that much. Mm-hmm. And then it started coming. You got to water the pots. Well, that's my that's not my job. You know, you're you own this house too. You're my wife. And that's when that started kicking in. I'm sweating. <laughs> um, so where did you guys get married? We got married in his backyard, <laughs> our backyard where we were living. And um, he had a party house that he's talked about. But right. it was in in the next – it was not very far away. And um, he said, uh, I want to get married, but I just want to have a small ceremony and then have a big party. And I said, yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. And he said, I don't want my guy friends over and, you know, you can have a couple of your girlfriends or whatever. But I just I don't want to get married in front of everybody. And so we did. We had a really beautiful wedding in in his court in our I keep saying his because it was his first house mm-hmm. he bought in the courtyard where by the fountain. It was beautiful. It was misting rain that Aww. day. And um, uh and he cried, and I cried, and then his his buddies actually crashed. I mean, Ray showed up, Chris, Ray. Why did he not want them? He didn't want to get married in front of his guy friends, mm-hmm. you know, shy that way. But they yeah. showed up anyways. And they barged right in, and <laughs> that day, and um, and then uh, my girlfriends were bridesmaids, but then they they were there, and then they left to go to the reception. Was at his other house, the party house. And so, was, what did he not have a, gr- a groom's party? No, he didn't have. He he had Chris, his buddy Chris, married us because mm-hmm. he was, you know, licensed to do that or whatever. And he felt comfortable with that. So Chris married us. And um, that was fine. But he didn't have, like, his guy friends there. Right. Wait, wait. Chris Bohm married you guys? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. I think, Allison, what you were asking was bachelor party when you said groom's party. I think you did. No, I, I, no, no, although I want to know. I actually meant – because she said she had her friends as bridesmaids, and I was just wondering if he had dudes oh, up there. Oh, oh, oh. But yeah. did he have a bachelor yes, party? Yes, he had a bachelor party on Lake Mead on a houseboat with uh-huh. Jimmy and Jeff Ross and Cousin Sal and a bunch of guys. And, yeah, he did. Dixon, baby doll Dixon. Yeah, he did. Ray. Ray. With Ringworm. With Ringworm. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I have heard yeah. this story And then, Jeff yeah. Ross with his, like, peed on somebody or something. I don't Je- know. Uh, I don't think that – Jeff almost lost his brand new Rolex that, right, that's that Ray it. had so, to rescue. Right, and, right, yeah. right. Yeah. How did Jeff have a Rolex? That's a good question. <laughs> he had, like, just gotten a TV deal. It was, like, a symbol of, like, making it. Like, oh. it was, like, the first extravagant thing he had ever bought himself. And, wow. like, he, like, lost it and, like, basically burst out crying. Like, mm, it was, like, a huge – And then Ray Jeff rescued Ross. it. Yeah, he's great. Oh. Yeah. Did you – um? And at this point, this we've now left me interviewing you 
in a way that will be interesting to your listeners or to mine. And now I'm just asking wedding questions because <laughs> I have it on my mind. Mm-hmm. And it seems like such a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you like have people come in and decorate it? And was it, did you have yeah. the whole big deal? Did you have the flowers well, and the yeah. whatnot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he let me just do my thing. You know, I asked, does he want to be involved with picking stuff out or whatever? And no, no, no. He was fine. Um, I wanted an Italian theme because – the house where we got married was is from the 20s and with the fountains and the bricks and stuff. It looked very, you know. Mm-hmm. And then over at the party house, we decorated it really, you know, like on the ta- the centerpiece had like f- fruit, figs and flowers and, and, you know, those old Chianti wine, mm-hmm. you know. And then we had Frankie's on Melrose um, cater it. And it was all a, a, a tr- old traditional Italian food. And... um and there was about 250 people and my That's girls big. but i had a i had a wedding party oh no you know what he his guy friends had boutonnieres so he had like six guy friends with boutonnieres so that people at the at the reception knew that those were some guys were somebody special to mm-hmm. adam and then the girls were somebody you know right. so then the girls had bridesmaid dresses so um yeah so they so there was a wedding party kind of thing but but it was, I don't know, but it, it was, and I've never seen, I mean, Adam really was like the happiest I've ever seen him. He had a smile on his face the whole night. And um, I actually just got, got our wedding tapes converted onto a DVD, but I'll, I'll show you guys pictures yeah. or whatever. But um, he was the happiest. He's, he, we just, we walked into the theme of the Godfather, <laughs> speak softly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, we danced and then, uh, and then the second song was, um, uh, I like big butts and a can. Oh, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah, traditional. Yeah, yeah. Don <laughs> Barris DJed our wedding. Who was who's the the warm up over at Jimmy Kimmel Live, and Jimmy gave his speech, and it was fun. Yeah, we had a we had a blast. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was that's our wedding. Were your that parents was, there? Mm-hmm. His parents there? Yeah, his parents, my parents, all the family. There was probably twenty. There was twenty three people at the house. And we got married, and we had a bottle of champagne, and we just kind of hung out, and it was very relaxing and very mellow and very sweet. And then we all got, you know, got in cars and went over to the to the party house, and everybody was waiting for us over there, which was fun. So then we made our entrance. So it was, it, you know, people liked that. I think, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it was fun. It was a good time. And then it ended with people in the pool. <laughs> Jeff Ross got pushed in the pool. And Jimmy's ex-wife jumped in the pool. Jimmy and Gina, Jimmy and Gina were going through a divorce right then, and she was miserable and upset. And she jumped in the pool, and that started a whole like, you know. <laughs> Where'd you guys go on your honeymoon? Uh, well, <laughs> uh, well, that night I for I wanted to be by the beach, so we we stayed at like some inn in Malibu, and that was nice, but it wasn't anything special. And then we said, okay, but in like. Oh, we got married in September. So then on Christmas break, we took um, a week and we drove to Mount, like, Zion by the Grand – we passed the Grand Canyon. We went to, like, Mount Zion yeah. and some other mountain place that was – Zion in – it's in Utah, right? Yeah. It's really pretty. It is pretty. It's pretty. But it was – we were kind of bored. We, I mean, we drove the whole way and then we got there and we stayed at a breakfast – in uh, uh, B&B. rustic. Yeah. Very, oh, very you, roughing Imagine it, right? what a bed and breakfast was like. Over there, yeah, Sounds like a Samoan. Yeah. yeah, it was not. I didn't know what a bed, bed and breakfast mm-hmm. really was. I thought it sounded great, but it then does you, sound. It, yeah, I've never been to one, but it does sound very quaint. But yeah. it's probably just like. But you're in somebody's in house. house. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Adam is so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then, and then that night he said, "Tomorrow we're, we're supposed to stay there two nights, uh-huh. and then drive to um, Sedona 
and stay there for a couple of nights, go to a spa and stay at a nice hotel. But then Adam said, screw that. We're driving straight through and the next morning. We're just going to – we're not staying here another night. And then we stayed there, and that was nice, and that was around Christmas time. So we celebrated our, our, our honeymoon, you know, a couple mm-hmm. months later. We didn't do it then. Right. So what are you going to do? I, I don't do you, have know. Have you put any thought into your <sighs> – I know that I want to have a wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I was saying, uh, I don't know. It could be anything from us eloping to having a whole big thing. And the more I, the, I think I'm, I think it's just that I hadn't adjusted to the idea yet. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm adjusting more to it, I am thinking that, oh, I think that would be kind of depressing just to elope mm-hmm. or something have like that. Have a wedding, yeah. So I want to have a mm-hmm. wedding, but it's just, it's just so expensive. I know. And I don't know exactly what I want and I don't know you know I don't even know the size or mm. I don't know I, th- I think it's just that I'm at the very beginning of mm-hmm. starting to think and starting to look around I mean mm. I think Daniel has that thing that it sounds like Adam had which is he feels a little bit shy about getting up there in front of a whole bunch of people mm-hmm. and I think we're both thinking small-ish right it's like then when you sit down and make the list okay okay well let's say very small it's like suddenly that's big right, right. so I know you could do a um, small little, you know, ceremony and then a big reception or something like that. But you do yeah. – you should have a wedding. Yeah. And but, you'll like it. And It feels the, good. Yeah. It's a different kind of feeling. I mean, I've never – and Adam too, he'll tell you, it, it, to have everybody there that, that you you feel the love and everybody's happy and they're smiling and they're toasting. And when in your life do you ever have that? You never get that, you right. know? To have all your loved ones toasting you and being so happy for you. I mean, that's why Adam was so happy. I mean, he was just bursting. Mm-hmm. He was just, it was so nice. And it's, if you can, it's nice yeah. to, to try. Yeah, I think. I mean, the more, because I started out, I started the process sort of like how I started thinking about the ring, which is just to drop, you know, a huge amount of money on, well, yeah, the ring is different though, because that stays, you know, yeah. but like the idea of just, pissing away a huge amount of money on this thing like that just seems so silly when it's just this and the money could be used for a house or for this or for that and blah 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 that but i was like probably every bride Mm -hmm. starts there Mm -hmm. no one is like i want to go drop a ton of money but then the more i think about it the more and more i listen to people it's like yeah i don't i don't want to look back and think i total yes we did this so on the cheap Mm -hmm. that we didn't even enjoy it and i Mm -hmm. don't know but i think that you don't have to spend that much money i think that this town that we live in too it puts the pressure on you you have beautiful flowers are you going to have this place and you can do it you know not that expensive it's just the the venue at this point Mm -hmm. is what i'm trying to to Mm -hmm. figure out Mm -hmm. i think once we figure that out then it'll start falling into place yeah Exactly. I don't know. I don't want to be that person who's just worrying about money. But Jesus Christ, it is. It is. It's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you just have to accept that that's how Mm -hmm. it's going to be and that it'll be worth it. I mean, I know with my sister's wedding, it was just insanity leading up to it. And then something happened and it felt magical and Mm -hmm. she doesn't regret any bit of the insanity. And that will happen for you, I think. Yeah. It's funny when I mentioned on the show, because I told the story of the proposal on my show Mm -hmm. first because time-wise it happened. Um, And then when when I, you know, announced it on this show... Adam was like the Adam Carolla show. Oh yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm being that person. We're doing who's just two like, shows right hey. now that aren't either yeah. of them the Adam Carolla. I know. Show. Sorry right. about that. Right. So when I announced it on the Adam Carolla show, uh, for anyone who's wondering, I'm sitting in my seat where I normally sit for the Adam Carolla show. Hence, I just assumed that that's what we were doing right now. Right. Staring weird. at massive logos. Yeah. Totally exactly. Understandable. <laughs> um, 
And then Adam's first thing was like, oh, what made you decide marriage? Mm-hmm. Which was of all the things he could have asked me, mm-hmm. that was not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, really, that was what he said. Yeah, I mean, it, but it was, but it makes sense yeah. in a way. But I feel like that's, I think that is a window into how into hit what his thought process right. was. Because mm-hmm. for me, it's like there was never really much of a question about it. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. well, because that's just where we are in our relationship. Right. And that's the direction we're going, and right. we're going to have kids one day. Right. And that's blah, right. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I ended up on the show, the Adam Kroll show, I ended mm-hmm. up saying, well, we both want to have kids, blah, blah, blah. And it was the most unromantic answer. And right. I, like I wanted to be like, Adam will um, do PS, that to you. and we're in love. Mm-hmm. Although – Adam will suck that right <laughs> out of you in a conversation. But it's, it is, it's funny though because – but what he said – no, actually, I think the first thing he said is you're going to love it because mm-hmm. he was very effusive about how much I'm making the right choice and I'm going to love it. Right. But it's just the way he framed the question. Right. It's like, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't considered the n- not, not doing it really it. Right, exactly. Right, right, right. I don't know. Why would you yeah, – yeah. But then in the break, he was saying again, he's like, I think you're, re- you're really going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um and it because you spend so much time thinking like when and are we and then right. like once you just get that off the plate then yeah you just be happy. exactly exactly that's true it's true yeah and you know I mean the other thing like for marriage I think too I think if my well I thought about I, like I was thinking about how long we've been together and it, it's just you have to make just a choice mm-hmm. that you're going to be with this person you know and then once you make that choice. Then it all kind of, even though there's hard, really hard, difficult times, you always know in the back of your mind, well, you made the choice, so you're going to have to figure it out. It's, right. You're just going to work it out. It's, you know. It's interesting. I mean, since getting engaged, well, we got a puppy and then we got engaged. And so since the two of them, there has been extra stress on the relationship mm-hmm. and that we've been working through things that did, never really came up before. And I don't know. If it's um, – I don't know if it's – part of me wants to think, oh, it's the engagement and that's it's this new new label on the relationship and that's a- affecting it or something mm-hmm. and bringing stuff to the forefront. Mm-hmm. I think it is actually more the puppy that all – it's all like – it's like all of a sudden we have a child but we the didn't puppy, have nine months to prepare. I'll tell you. It's probably the puppy. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that it's coming up now because I, I would rather we work out how we're going to do this now than when we have a kid. Right. Um, but right. yeah, it is all of a sudden it's like, it's, uh, it's thorny. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting through it's, it, but yeah, a you'll, lot of stuff's coming up. You just, just don't, sometimes you'll get to the, those, those points where you'll think, what did I do? Oh my God, I made a mistake or why am I here or what, you know? Yeah, yeah because those, the feeling, it, it's a feeling of, I, this doesn't feel good right now, and I'm the kind of person who likes to get away from things mm, that don't feel good. Yes, yes. So you're gonna, you just kind of have to know that you made that decision, and that's just because you'll know. Even though you're feeling like that, once you get over that, it's you're you're fine, and you're mm-hmm. you're con- you're happy, content, or whatever, and you know, and everything works. Well, out. that's the thing, and I think he's learning my patterns more. Is that it can be really tense and tough and I'm unhappy and we're talking about it uh, and I think you know he that makes him uh, anxious for lack of a better word because all of a sudden he's worried about what's going on mm-hmm. because I seem so distraught over something and then we talk about it and then I am fine because I feel like you we understand each other mm-hmm. I got it out mm-hmm. we're you know we're communicating everything's fine mm-hmm. um, and I think 
at the beginning, it was a little bit like, what? Like, this right. is like a whiplash yeah. of of me changing, you know? Right. Um, but I think he's learning that that's just sort of my pattern. And I'm right. learning that that's my pattern, too. Like, things that's feel worse thing. than they are. You, right. You'll learn a lot about yourself. And things do, you do, what I learned, that things do seem worse than they are. Yeah. You really have to take back, step back and think. And it's just not, not even just a marriage. It's in life, too, yeah. with problems. But you, you're going to like it. It's all very um, – did you read Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? No. I hate <laughs> – I find John Gray to be an insipid person, mm-hmm, although mm-hmm. I would love to have him on my show, Alison Rosen is your new best friend, if ever he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hate that I am like, have you read this book? But it's actually – No, I no. find it to be pretty uh, Interesting. astute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I think we should do some Just Me or Everyone. Okay. There's a song. Okay. Sometimes I ponder on All right. So this is where people have tweeted us things they do that make them wonder, is it just them or everyone? And then we'll we'll tell them. Jonathan Vance says, I prefer to blow my nose with a paper towel rather than a facial tissue. Puffs feel weird. Oh, hell no. Because sometimes I will blow my nose into a paper towel and then you get the – it's too rough. It's too you rough. You get the cuts on your nose. Yeah. Like little flakies and mm-hmm. then it looks like you have a cocaine problem yeah. or there's boogers on your nose. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. I have to have tissue. Right. Mm-hmm. Gary? You're sick right now. What do you do? Uh, yeah, Use your no. shirt, your sleeve. No, right now I have been because I don't want to leave and I don't want to leave the room. But um, <laughs> no, definitely uh, tissues. Paper towels yeah. way too rough. Come on, Jonathan. I mean, even Viva, which are pretty soft. Well, look at Jonathan. He's got a beard and everything. Yeah, he's used to mm-hmm. abrasiveness. Yeah. Um, TJN91. Whenever I hear the phrase fitted sheet, I mentally transpose the first letters of the word to make it shitted feet. Ah. I love that. I don't do that. Now I will. But I know. Now I will, too. I love that. Years ago, a friend told me that her potential book editor had asked if she could send some writing smapples. He misspelled mm-hmm. sample mm-hmm. as smapple. And now mm-hmm. I always, whenever I see the word sample, I think smapple and it cracks me up. I hate folding fitted sheets, though. Yeah, try and fold a fucking fitted sheet. It does yeah, not fucking it doesn't work. fold. Daniel, Daniel, it's a pain in the ass. at one point, he was like, "There's got to be a better way." So he Googled it and then watched some how-to video, and he knows some way. But I have, I haven't learned. That's a good I've watched, idea. I've watched three of those videos. My mom keeps sending them to me because I bitch at her constantly, and I still can't fucking. I just it kind out. of wad them up and <laughs> stuff them into the closet. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so do I. Really? I'm gonna Google it. I gotta yeah. figure that out. I I hope you can't figure it out because if you can, I'm going to feel can't. really stupid. Don't worry. I won't be able to. <laughs> I'll ask Daniel. <laughs> Bryant Rich. Going up in an elevator, I sneer at anyone going to a lower floor. You couldn't walk up to three. I'm going to four. No, I, I don't do no, that. No, I've never. Mm-mm. Okay. I'm lazy too. Yeah. Floor two in a 12, like a 20 floor or more building. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. L.B. Timco. Just me or everyone, throw away the last little bite of the banana that is attached at the bottom. Yes. It feels wrong to eat. I do really. that every day. Everyone does that. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, eat bananas that often, but I feel like sometimes sometimes I do eat the banana butt. I can't stand it. I, Why? I agree. Because it has I that agree. little nub yeah. in it. Yeah. I've been eating bananas a lot. I slice them up and put them in my granola cereal, and I, I cannot eat that thing. And Adam will walk by and see that. And go, what are you doing? Aren't you going to eat that? No. <laughs> eat it. I just don't like it. Oh. It's got a little stem, weird thing, stem at the end. Yeah, you're kind of shuddering belong. just talking about mm-hmm. it. I don't like you it. You can pick the stem out, though, sort of. You could. Right. Gary, what about you? 
Yeah, I don't eat bananas that often, but I don't like to eat that last little piece because I'm afraid that, yeah, something's going to stick to the bottom of it. It's going to, like, scrape my mouth. Mm -hmm. Where are you guys with pizza crust? Mm. Depends on the pizza, but I I tend to eat the crust. I eat half of the crust. I can't finish it. Where are you with sandwich crust? I'm fine with it. Yeah. Because remember being little and wanting Mm -hmm. the crust cut off? Yeah. Okay. Bot Marley. Smell my pet's food as I feed him and wonder how it tastes, but I'm too scared to try. Do other people want to try their pet's food? I swear on the Adam Carolla show, I asked this question and I asked if anyone had tasted their pet's food. I have That's not. So However, I spend a lot of time now thinking about pet food and pets and reading the labels and stuff and thinking it couldn't be that bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of, the, one of the kibbles smells fishy, so that would probably not be good. But Does your dog eat kibble or f- cans? Kibble. Kibble. That's good. Staying with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that. Sometimes I think to myself, God, this thing's because it's canned and it's gelatinous. It's disgusting. And I think I wonder what I do think what it would taste like. And it's gross. We should all just try it sometime. No way. Yeah. Tell me how that goes for you. No, I would never. Mm. Rob Jones. Every time I'm in a grocery store, no matter what song is being played, I can't help but walk to the beat. <laughs> I think I do that a little bit, and then I get self-conscious. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I don't, but I definitely caught myself singing um bop at the supermarket a couple <laughs> days ago out loud <laughs> with my sunglasses on. I felt like a real dick. <laughs> I did, yeah. Mitch Serp, I constantly think I need to rearrange my living room for no apparent reason. Yes. Oh, Yes. Really? And I oh I'm insane in this. I haven't done this in a long time because now it's <laughs> just the puppy has taken over and there's puppy toys right. and puppy stuff everywhere and I've given up. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to constantly feel this way. In fact, moving in with Daniel was one of the best things that ever happened to me because he could move the furniture around. Even though I always felt really mm-hmm. bad, he didn't seem to mind though. And I always suspect for me, I suspect it has to do with how I'm fe- like this is an emotional thing yes. that I am projecting onto yeah. this it's not really yes yeah. and yet when the place is clean I do feel better mm-hmm. so I don't know I never want to do that all right well I know Adam is very particular mm-hmm. and he has a, he has really good taste though like yeah, the place is really nice but particular. are those <laughs> yeah. are, are, do you have opinions about decor and design as well or no. is that more him no he it was him more in the beginning but now I take I took over mm-hmm. you know I'm updating the curtains that we've had for 10 years it's got to go you know kind of that kind of stuff I, what I, my problem is the pictures and the picture frames around the house they need to be updated and I'm just too lazy to do I that. have actually talked about this on my show all the pictures that I have in picture frames are from high school basically mm-hmm. because I mean that's an exaggeration, but they're from a long time ago because I don't print, print out pictures exactly. anymore. I know. It's sad. Yeah. Gnome saying, does everyone look different in every mirror or is that just me? How do you know which one is right? Well, wow. Mm. It's as if people are really <laughs> cluing in to all of my um, idiosyncrasies is a nice way to put it. Mm. So I decided that we needed a full-length mirror. Mm-mm. And then that launched a small amount of insanity over it's hard to find a mirror that doesn't have distortion. And, and also, how do you get all the smudges off? And that's kind of subsided. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was having trouble with real, like, all of a sudden I became so aware of how distorted all mirrors are. Yes, they or are. how distorted my sense of myself mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, so there's two full length mirrors in the changing room at my gym. And one uh, makes you look squatty and short, mm-hmm. and then the other one is, I think, I think is true. So I stick with the one that's yeah. truer. I do true. when I suspect something is distorted. I do this thing where I take my hand and I put it horizontal ah. and then vertical, and then I move it like down and then up. And when my hand looks 
squat you must look or like something. an idiot doing that. Oh, I'm sure I do. <laughs> I'm sure, I, I, no, I look like I'm feeling myself up, but like from a distance. But that's a good idea, though. It's just because I'll look and I'll think, is it? Is that good? my fat ass? Or I'll be like, is that my thin ass? Uh-huh. No, and then I got to do the hand thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Rob Dixon says, while in the 12 items or less line, I count the amount of items the person in front of me has. No, I don't do that, but I kind of obsessively count my own my items. My own, uh, exactly. I do too. I do too. And then I just, I, I don't have the patience, so I just go to the self-checkout and I oh, just do that. Oh, really? Yeah. You're, you're, you're a hero. I will, I've only done that a couple times. I, for some reason, I, I hate it. I go to the grocery it. store like twice a week, though. I'm always at the grocery store. What's your store. beef with the self-checkout? The only thing annoying sus- about it is if you're buying alcohol. I sus- this is my beef, I'll tell you. I suspect that it is going to mess up, mm. and then I'll be, like, beached there, and then I won't be able to get anyone's attention, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I used does to that, feel that way, that too. Happen? Yeah, sometimes, but then somebody does come. Well, my store, there is a guy sitting there a lot, but mm. uh, you get used to it. You'll get used to it. I just didn't like it that the produce thing, you know, you know, right. look up the produce and all that. That I didn't like, but I, now I'm used to it, and now I do it if I can. Gary, you self-check out? Yeah, all the time. Uh, but the store but I go Gary to... probably... What do you get? Like hey, condoms and a dare you. pack of beer? Shut up. <laughs> no, but the store I go to has like a little dude that's sitting there and at the end gel. of the... At, <laughs> I buy that in bulk through Amazon. Click through AllisonRosenIsYourNewBestFriend.com or CryingOutLoudShow.com. Yeah, you are. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But uh, yeah... Uh, Self-checkout. Yeah. Self-checkout yeah. all the time. and there's a, there's But there's a guy sitting there. All right. Mm-hmm. There's like four stations mm-hmm. and there's a See, dude sitting there. And if there's a problem, they help. It, yeah. It's, I remember when they started at CVS. This is when I was living in Brooklyn. And it was the, like the first the, – the beginning of self-checkout, mm-hmm. I think. And it would always fuck up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what it was? It was that I don't even think they had a person there anymore. Oh. It was just self-checkout and someone You're at the on photo booth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, or at the photo developing. So that's when I began to hate it. But maybe it's come a long way and I should try to try it, try again. it sometime. You might like it. It's funny because when I was a kid, a game that we used to play was grocery store. And someone, you know, you'd have the toy cash register. Oh, and yeah. The toy. I always wanted to do the swipey thing. The swipey thing. thing. It's fun. You get, a, like, satisfaction. You go, bink, bink, right. bink, and you put it in the thing. The only thing, though, I have problems is that I buy a lot. And so... But my bags start filling up and filling up and filling up. And I don't know. Am I supposed to take it off and put it down? Can I do that? Can I take it off and put it in the car? I don't cart? know. Doesn't it give you leave? a direction about that? Nah, I don't know. Yeah. But all right. right. Well, those were some good just me or everyone's. Um, sometimes, well, normally, but sometimes I don't have them on my show. We do a segment called Hey, Go Fuck Yourself. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Um, it's so satisfying hearing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anyone I, I need to tell to go fuck themselves. Do you guys have anyone you want to call out or hmm. anything? Um, uh, mm. Yes. There was a woman. I was walking Molly the other day, and she just came out of the vet, and I was uh, I had her on the leash, and I was going to put her in the car. But instead of putting her in the car, I took her for a quick little, you know, do a little pee-pee or whatever. But I didn't have any bags with me. And, of course, she decided to take a shit. And what I do is I get a leaf when I don't have bags. <laughs> I get leaves and I use leaves to pick it up. But she was doing that and I like bent down or something and I looked up and there was a lady standing there where she was walking in her car and she kind of was looking at me with a smile. But I realized it wasn't a smile. It was a smirk. And I said – and I looked at her and I thought maybe she would – and I said, you don't by any chance have a bag, do you? And she said – well, isn't that your responsibility? Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. What a cunt. <laughs> That's why I said, I said, really? 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 
Wow. And she walked away. And I was like, you got to be kidding. I just came out of the vet's offices right there. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, yeah. lady. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You'd think that people would be happy to share bags. Yes, I know. Bet. Mm-hmm. Gary, anything working your nerves? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'm too sick to care about anything. <laughs> oh, poor Gary. You know what, Gary, for coming into work and giving us all your germs, I say... Hey, 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 I love oh! you. <laughs> you good. did not. Yes, you did. You just did. <laughs> it's in a sense by playing that, you hey, go fuck yourself to me. That's cute. A little bit, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's deserved. I'm torn on the whole germy thing anyway, I because I sort of feel like it's around all the time mm-hmm. anyway. Well, this... W- <laughs> Gary, who do you like better? <laughs> Who are the choices? What shows do you like better? What are the choices? What do you mean? I don't know. I have all your shows. I love all the shows I work on. <laughs> okay. Jim right. Carolla, uh, Life Lessons with Jim Carolla is my favorite show ever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're trained to be really diplomatic in mm-hmm. there. I tried to get, I tried to ask Chris a question the other day, and it was just he like- He told the truth. He said you were beautiful. I, I mean, it, yeah, it is the truth, but I still, I could tell that he was trying, just trying to kiss my mm. ass. I appreciate it, though. Dr. Drew sweet. loves you, Gary. Yeah, that's that was very sweet of you to tell me. Yeah, he did. He did. Adam does. made a very funny bit out of. Oh, he did. Out of it. Oh, what are oh, you guys yeah, talking? You... To? Hey, remember me? What are you guys talking about? Sorry, yeah, what are, sorry. Yeah. Drew and <laughs> Drew and the Corollas went out to dinner on what? I don't know. Saturday night. Lynette was telling me about it at the uh, Laker game, and uh, Adam was saying that he was trying to talk Drew out of it, but Drew would not listen. <laughs> what? He was trying to talk. Oh, 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 was, oh, I see. Was, the bit was, yeah, yeah, he sure loves you, no matter how much I tried to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I had I to see. agree to disagree, but, but it was He loves fun. all the guys. Adam loves all the guys here. Adam loves everybody here. He really does. Even the ones that suck? Mm-hmm. Even <laughs> Dawson. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I only said that because I just saw him. Yeah. All right. Well, Lynette, this was this I know. was really fun. Thank, Thank you, you so much for doing my show on your show. Thanks for having me on my show on your show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was nice. Um, and so people can find you on Twitter at Lynette Carolla. Mm-hmm. Do you what, anything that's else you fine. want to plug? Okay, yeah, that's it. And me uh, at Allison Rosen. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click through our banners. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is on AllisonRosen.com. And where's yours? For crying out loud. Okay. And you can follow Gary on Twitter at GPatrickSmith. Um, and uh, um, and we both love you. Yay. Yay. Bye, you guys. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show?
Digital. 